Oh, let's see who that is. Ooh, it's a package. Cool. Hey, son, guess what? You're gonna live for another month. Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes, they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. I don't know about all of you, but this is my first official week of summer, and I am all up into summer. We've gone to the pool. I've got to speak at a girls camp yesterday, and next week I'm going to young men's whitewater rafting trip. I've never done that, so that's going to be cool. And both of my summer coaching groups start today. So I'm pretty excited. I'm also excited because my listeners, you guys are just freaking awesome. If you haven't heard, I have a goal to get to 100 reviews on iTunes by the end of summer. I started at 50 and now just barely into the summer, I'm at 67. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have left a review. If you haven't left a review, then I separate you into two categories. One, those who don't want to leave a review, which is totally fine with me. Just listen and enjoy. And then two, those who want to leave a review, but just haven't. And to you, I put on my coach hat. Why haven't you done something that you want to do? Do you think it's too hard? Too inconvenient? Can't figure out how? All those are thoughts that are holding you back from greatness. Okay, they're just holding you back from helping me reach my goal. But you'll feel pretty great if you did it. Just saying. And now, episode 40, Better versus Bitter. Paul was serving a mission for his church up in Canada for two years. The Great White North, much to his surprise, downtown Edmonton, looked a lot like the Los Angeles area where Paul was from. One Saturday night, there was a knock on his apartment door. Now, missionaries don't often get visitors just before bed, so Paul and his missionary companion were hesitant as they looked through the peephole. They saw a woman in her 30s just standing there. She looked harmless enough. Paul opened the door, and it turns out she actually was pretty harmless. She was traveling alone with her four kids, passing through the area, and needed some spiritual guidance. She saw LDS missionaries on the apartment buzzer, and she felt that she should knock on their door. She wanted to know when and where she could attend church the next day, so Paul said they could attend with them and gave her the information. They talked for a bit. She told them about her situation, which wasn't the best at the moment. And she added that three of her four kids were born with a rare lung disease called cystic fibrosis, which only 30,000 people on the continent had. Because of their condition, they looked a little different than most kids. Paul assured her that her kids would feel welcomed at church. The next day, Paul and his missionary companion met the lady and her four kids at the church doors. The kids were between the ages of five and ten. The oldest was a girl and looked just as any other, but the younger three were noticeably different. One boy and two more girls. They each were extraordinarily skinny, but as cute as could be. 
Their mother explained that cystic fibrosis, or CF, not only affects the lungs, but also the digestive tract. And these three kids' bodies couldn't absorb nutrients from the food they ate like regular kids. That, mixed with their lung issues, they were most likely not going to live long enough to become adults. Paul always had a sweet spot for kids and was touched by their situation. Not just their health situation, but also their current state of not really having a place to live. He was determined to give these kids the best day ever. Paul and his missionary companion sat next to the family during church to help them feel comfortable. They went to Sunday school with the kids. And then after church, they spent time teaching and talking with the mother and playing with the kids, who were full of life. Paul and the kids did voices, they played house, and had dinner together. It was one of the most fun and memorable afternoons of Paul's life. That evening, they said goodbye as the mom and her four sweet kids continued their journey to discover whatever was next for them. Those bright smiles stayed in Paul's mind for a long time after that. As the years went on, he tried not to think too much of how long they probably lived or how many of them might still be alive today. But as memories do, these kids went into the back of Paul's mind, filed away among so many other memories. He didn't really think about them again until one day, two weeks after Paul's first child was born. The doctor called Paul's wife and asked to speak to the both of them. They knew the news wasn't going to be good. The doctor said, Your son's newborn screening just came back. I'm sorry, but he has cystic fibrosis. That is a true story. I know it's a true story because I know Paul personally. Like, very personally. Okay, Paul is me. That's my middle name. I served a mission for my church in Canada, met those sweet kids, and my oldest son, Logan, was born with cystic fibrosis. In the following days after that phone call with the doctor, my wife and I made a decision. And it was one of the best decisions we've ever made. We made a choice to become the best parents of a kid with CF there ever was. We were going to bear the upcoming trials with a smile and a pleasant determination to do what we needed to do for our son. And there's a lot to do for him. We decided to never become bitter by focusing on what we don't have or what could have been or what others have or the things that we have to do that others don't, but to always challenge ourselves to let this trial make us better, better parents, better people, better towards others who are dealing with their own trials. That is the secret for an awesome life for today. Choose to be better over bitter every time. Now, today is actually my son's birthday. Logan is six years old and is doing great. He has a persistent cough from time to time, but he is a beast of a kid. Good weight, good height. Modern medicine is a fantastic and wonderful thing. Now, like I said, there is a lot we have to do for Logan. Twice a day, he has to do physical therapy treatments for 30 minutes, where he straps on this vest that shakes him to loosen up the extra mucus in his lungs. Now, we had to do that by hand for the first 18 months of his life until he was big enough for the vest. And those 30-minute treatments go up to three a day when he has a cough. He has about eight or nine medications he has to take multiple times a day 
including things called enzymes, which are little pills that me and my wife have to give him any time he eats. We have to calculate how much fat was in the food that he just ate and then count out the right amount of enzyme pills, which sometimes is up to 20 or 30 a meal, and then open each one, dump the contents out into applesauce, mix it up and feed it to him so the enzymes can break down the nutrients in his food so his body can actually use them. We also have to make sure he avoids his cousins, grandparents, and friends if any of them have a a cough or cold. Pretty much in cold and flu season, we just stay inside. And especially over the past year with the pandemic, we were on a super lockdown until the data came back that due to his age and his current good health, his COVID risk was pretty low. We've had our moments of struggles a few times, but if we didn't make the choice to be better instead of bitter those many years ago, all of this would be a lot harder on us. But it is easy for anyone, even us, to slip into being bitter. It's a natural state of being to focus on what we don't have. And when we do that, it affects our lives. Not just the way we feel, but our results as well. There's a perfect example of that. I coached a teen last month who has diabetes. He wanted help remembering to take his insulin shot. He has one of those permanent fixtures on his arm that links to his cell phone. And whenever he eats, he needs to check his phone, which will give him his blood sugar levels. And depending on the reading, he needs to tap a button that will tell the thing on his arm to deliver the insulin. And he said, man, I just keep forgetting to do it. And I explained to him that forgetting is not a problem, but a symptom of how we think about things. I asked what he thought about having to take insulin. And he said, it's just really inconvenient. So I asked him, how does that make you feel? And he said, so annoyed. And I said, when you're annoyed, you don't check your insulin and you don't treat it as a priority, right? To which he agreed. Then I asked him, what would happen if he kept not taking his insulin? And he said, some major health issues like blindness, extreme weight loss, and possibly death. To which I said, man, blindness, weight loss, and death, those sound really inconvenient. His thought was literally creating his results. The thought, this is inconvenient, was going to create a future full of inconvenient health issues, all because he wasn't aware that he was choosing annoyance, which is a companion of bitterness. So this realization kind of blew his mind. Then I blew it even further when I told him about my son and everything we have to do for him and how we don't focus on all the stuff we have to do for him, but the fact that life-saving medication arrives on our front porch every month. It's like, ding dong, your son gets to live. I pointed out another thought that was an option for him. To look at that thing in his arm and think, man, this is so convenient. And that changed everything for him. Dale G. Renland, one of the leaders in my church, recently said, do not let unfairness harden you or corrode your faith in God. And I add to that. Don't let it corrode your faith in yourself or your happiness in life. As I interacted with those kids nearly 20 years ago, I had no idea I was a carrier 
of the very same rare disease that they had. And when I met Angela, my beautiful wife, I had no idea that she was also a carrier. We literally are a perfect match for each other in so many ways. Each one of our kids has a 25% chance of having cystic fibrosis. Our second and third kids, both girls, were not born with it. And our fourth child is due in a few weeks, and he also does not have it. This will be our last biological kid. So we made it out right on par, 25%, which I'm very happy about. But that data has nothing to do with my happiness. It's the thoughts that I choose. Because you know what? There is other data available to me as well. The fact that there are 328 million people in the country that don't have CF. And my son is one of the 30,000 that do. Hmm, gee, what do I create if I focus on those numbers? Bitterness. Don't do it. Bitterness doesn't cure diseases. It doesn't give you more money. It doesn't make you taller or smarter or get you more friends or make you more dateable. Bitterness doesn't make things fair. And it certainly doesn't make things better. We choose how we get to respond when unfairness happens in our life. As your coach, I encourage you, choose to become better, not bitter. Oh, and Logan, happy birthday, son. I love you. Hey, remember that teen in that story I just told, the one with diabetes who didn't want to take his insulin? I first had a conversation with him a month ago, and I met with him today for our first official coaching session. And guess what? He did really good at taking his insulin for the three days after we chatted. Then he went back to his same old thoughts. You want to know why? Because retraining your brain takes time. Frequent, regular coaching. And if you're a teen who wants to make powerful change, do you know where you can go to get uh, frequent, regular coaching? My firmly founded teen membership. And parents, it's incredibly low cost. Free for the first month and only $47 a month after that. And that includes one private coaching session a month with a firmly founded coach and weekly coaching workshops, not to mention a powerful video library. Go to firmlyfounded.com slash teen to check it out. You better go check it out now before your brain slips back into its old way of thinking. <laughs>